Van Life. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the podcast where every week we bring you news or stories from the nomadic community, and today we've got two gems of nomads to share with you. Yeah, we met them here in Guatemala. Yeah, that's right. We're in Guatemala. I think we told you that in the last podcast. But yeah, uh, we met them at this campsite that we've been hanging out at, which is absolutely amazing. And they've been like our buddies that we've been playing games with and hanging out with and just loving our time spent with them. Yeah, making pancakes and hanging out. It's been really nice. So this is going to be one of our live episodes. They're coming up right now. So welcome, Ernie and Allie. What's their name? Never Been Nomads? Yeah. So they've never been nomads, but they're definitely nomads. (laughs) (laughs) So we're basically bribing you to do the podcast so that we'll play games afterwards. (laughs) You're only allowed to play Sequence and possibly win, Ernie, (laughs) if you do the podcast. I'll do it if I get to win. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to cheat so you can win. All right. (laughs) So why don't you guys start but just by, like, telling us who you are and, like, Maybe, like, how you got on the road initially. All right. Uh, I'm Allie. I'm Ernie. And we've been together for 10 plus years? 11 years? 12, 13, something like 12 that. 12 years? <laughs> um, and, I mean, I, this is kind of how I see ourselves, where we are right now, is from 10 years ago. Ernie told me that he wanted to travel, do a two to three year trip around the world. And he was like, I want you to come with me. And I wasn't even, we weren't even really fully together at that point. I wasn't living in Maui yet. Um, I hadn't even graduated college yet. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do a two to three year trip around the world with you. You know, (laughs) (laughs) we might have even been dating other people. (laughs) Like hardly even know each other. Yeah, Yeah. I think, no, we definitely knew each other. But we were like, we, he was out of college, I was still in college, so we were doing kind of like... Long distance. Yeah, really yeah like dating other people, thing, yeah. seeing Like kind of together, but not together? We were each other's, we were always yeah. each other's person. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and so I moved to Maui, and we've been saving up, working at hotels to do this trip for... For a long time, and then, yeah. Yeah, eight ten, years? Eight, eight to ten years, and then... Uh, We've been traveling for two years now, and I guess what got us on the road is last year we were actually in Mexico, and um, we had met a lot of people that were doing van life or car life or whatever life other than airplanes, you know, and um, we're like, man, that's cool, and we'd been traveling with surfboards, and we're like, man, kind of like a beach town is a beach town is a beach town everywhere in the world, Mm -hmm. like to some extent, so we were like, man, if we had a car, we could get up into the mountains and... And because uh, you don't want to like where we are right ah, now. Ah, ah, Paco, Paco, ah. get over here, get over here. He's such oh, a yeah. guard dog. Yeah, security. <laughs> you don't want to pay the surfboard fees to uh, to fly and then lug your surfboards around if if you're not going to be using them. So. Uh, and also, when you get off a plane, every time you're like, please don't have my surfboard like be broken or 
you know, because they just, the way that they deal with your boards, they're so fragile. Uh, so every time you open your board bag, you're hoping that it's not d- dinged or, you know, so it's, it's a lot safer in a van. They can just stay yeah. put. I totally understand that. Like just even my snowboards, they're, they're like much more sturdy and strong than a, than a surfboard. But every time I'm like carrying it onto a plane and putting exactly. it down, I'm like, oh. Like yeah. what's gonna happen? Because they just like it's toss out of your, them. You see them. You're For like sure. in, you're in the window of the plane, and you see them just tossing. <laughs> you're like, I have thousands of dollars yeah. in that bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah. But so you so, guys were traveling in Mexico doing like Airbnbs. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we were doing a year and a half um, in all these different countries, Airbnbs for a month at a time, and then we were in Mexico for three months in different Airbnbs. And then we, that was really when we saw the most people doing van life. And we're like, yeah. why aren't we doing this? And then we made the decision we wanted to do it. Two days after we made the decision, we met a guy in Mexico and told him we wanted to get the van. And he's like, oh, what kind of van, what kind of van are you looking to get? And what did you tell him? I was like, I don't know, maybe something like an E350. He's like, well, I got an E150 I'm going to be selling when I get back up to the States. And we're like, well, let's exchange information. And yeah. Like, two, two days after like we decided. To, you were meant to be there. Enough, yeah. We ended yeah. up buying that van. So, yeah. The universe literally was like, okay, yeah. you know what yep. you want. Here you go. You know. I exactly. have something for you. Yep. Yeah. You just, you, you had the the want to tell somebody and then that person was the exact person that you needed to be in front of you that you yeah yeah it's amazing yeah so now that like you bought the van and you've been traveling in it and you were doing the airbnb and thing at first like what is it like what's more affordable and is it is it like pros and cons yeah what's the pros and cons mm. i mean van life's certainly more affordable um and and it's a huge pro is like you're not just stuck within walking distance or having to taxi or take a bus every time you want to go somewhere. Like if if you want to explore somewhere a half hour away, you're there, mm-hmm. and you can sleep there if you want to, or or two hours away, or or just stay put. But um, it definitely has a little bit more stress uh, involved than than air travel, um, just because you know something goes wrong with the van, then you got to figure out how to fix it or get a part or. Like if this mechanic that you can barely talk to in in another language really knows what they're doing, sounds uh, like you have some experience with that. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a con. That yeah, that is one con. Where when we were doing like an Airbnb in one spot, it was kind of like you know free of stress, and then with the van is a huge responsibility. So it's kind of you know you have to work on it. Things break, and yeah. but it comes with. Also, at the same time, a lot more freedom than being stuck in one place in an Airbnb. So it's yeah, it's like definitely. And you and you meet a lot out. more like like-minded people as well. You know, like like yourselves. We ran across you guys, and we wouldn't have if we were staying in an Airbnb, probably. Oh, yeah. But um. Well, you wouldn't have been in Lake Atlan. You would have been on, on the, the playa, oh, so true. Exactly. on the beach. You yeah. would have never even made it this far. Yeah, yeah. inland. Uh, which is, I mean, an absolutely gorgeous destination. Yeah. And like to, to think about it in that sense, you're becoming enriched in experience. And even though you have to deal with the stress of, say, the van, you gain, you know, the happiness from the new places that you get to go yeah. that you would never experience otherwise. No. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because like, the pros and cons, like one pro is you get to be by yourself in all these different spots, right? Like camping where absolutely no one else is. And then... 
and then the con to that is like you get to a place in a like a really congested parking lot and you have no privacy mm. you know <laughs> oh yeah so it's like such extremes you know <laughs> it really is yeah you can like go and there's no one around yeah mm-hmm. so. so you go from like the cracker barrel like the walmart parking lot or <laughs> you know places like i call those like the in-between spots yeah, yeah that was like, our we spent our the first night we got our van we spent it in a walmart parking hell lot. I'm yeah like, ernie is this what van life is gonna <laughs> Why be are we like? doing this? you immediately got your walmart badge yeah, yeah. <laughs> this before we knew about i overlander or anything oh, right? gotcha. <laughs> yeah. that probably helped a lot yeah no, it did. Yeah. yeah we downloaded it the next day it, it was way better somebody in the Walmart parking lot told you about no, it. No, 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 no. We avoided eye uh, contact with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not even here. No. Walmart's in the U.S. Are scary. Yeah, kind of sketchy. But so one thing you were telling me, like, so for us to be in a Walmart parking lot, I mean, it's not, like, glamorous or anything, but... We forget we're there We Yeah, we just, like, put up all our window covers. We have our full kitchen. We have, you know, our bathroom, a shower if we wanted. Like, everything is inside the van. But because you guys are in... A smaller rig that you know you'd have a little yeah, kitchen. Yeah, we haven't specified that. Yeah, yeah. So like, you were saying that it's like harder for you to be in those places because you know, like right now you have like your table out and your cooktop and like all of that. So, like, yeah. You're cooking outside, yeah. and so I guess like, how has that been? Like, is that a challenge? Does that make you know your destinations? You know, you have to think more about where you're going. I think it's like I my outlook on it is it's just kind of all part of the puzzle like the path that we're supposed to be going on like you have to research if we have enough space and we're like okay we're, we're not meant to go to that location we're meant like because we we're so on the no plan plan you know mm-hmm. so whatever kind of aligns with what we need it's like okay we're meant to go to this spot you know mm-hmm. yeah and so, sometimes we, we have no idea where we're gonna end up you know, like, th- we are truly no plan plan. We don't do a lot of research m- most of the time on where we're going to go because it's like Google Maps. I don't know who drives as fast as they plan everything, but, like, <laughs> if we're like, okay, this is going to be a six-hour drive, like, all of a sudden it's an eight-hour drive yeah. or a nine-hour drive for whatever reason, and then we end up sleeping somewhere else. So Yeah. I yeah, think that's gotten worse in Central America. Like, Mexico and Central America, like, a two-hour drive is really a five-hour drive. Right. Like, in California, they're like, oh, a two-hour drive oh, is a yeah. two-hour drive. Mm-hmm. But, like, as soon as you get down here, you're like, oh, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, it's like, drive mm-hmm. up this super steep volcano. It's 30 <laughs> minutes from one thing to the other, and then it's, like, six hours later. And then drive <laughs> down a brake burner, and then yeah. you're, like, scared that you're going to lose your brakes. Yeah, and it doesn't include, like, the three-hour break that we took at the restaurant <laughs> to let our van rest, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Uh, but with your van that you have, you also do have 4x4. Four four. What does that allow you to, to do? And does that give you like more clearance to get to different places that other people can't get to? Yeah, for peace of mind, you don't always know that you're pulling into... I, I heard a story from some friends recently about getting stuck in some salt flats and the uh, tide rising up. <laughs> who was that? I don't know who you're talking about right now. Wow, they made I think some bad choices. Might have, might have helped in that situation. You know, that <laughs> those people... People F and A van life, you could, you know, they just mess things up. <laughs> Don't follow them if you want good tips on how to live in a van. Yeah, I definitely think the four by four would have totally saved our lives in that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, we did get out with our lives. Yeah. That's why we're here talking yeah. right now. Right. But you know, it's the the idea of like, like you said, peace of mind. We've you know? really only used it, what a handful of times. 
We used to a good amount. Have, is yeah. it not just on is all that the one time? Of the no, from no, last no. Time we were out here, have we been missing? Oh one? yeah! Oh my God, we are one looking card at short. A card oh, from my. our card deck on this table. Oh, you shitheads! It's you. The eight of hearts. <laughs> wow. Whoa. We've been playing cards for Cheater. a week. <laughs> <laughs> one less Nobody card. could go under eight. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> they oh. taught us a super fun new game called Shithead. Yeah. Which we're gonna have to share with all of you on TikTok or something like that. And I guess we've been. Totally, yeah. Yeah, because we like, we literally <laughs> no got. No wonder I keep losing. We got sucked into it, and now Alex just keeps kicking my ass, and I'm always the shithead. I think I've won twice. I know the feeling. <laughs> oh man, Ernie. The, but back to the four by four, like yeah. a couple times, like like in East Cape and Baja, for instance, some of the parking lots there get really crowded. You know, like with ten to fifteen camper vans that come up out of nowhere. And with 4 by 4 we're allowed to drive, uh, able to drive, like, right around the corner on the sand, you know, and, and onto the other, other side of a rock or something, and uh, and it feels it's just like us. Yeah, you just feel like you're alone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, uh, that, that's been the, the we haven't, I, f- I feel like I thought we were going to absolutely need it mm-hmm. for, for a lot of the trip, and I don't think there's any time where I feel like we absolutely, like, it was a must. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have it, we would have mm-hmm. been screwed. Unless you're in a situation like us. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I will the say that when you have two-wheel drive, you know, and only two-wheel drive, you get a little bit no- more nervous mm-hmm. going down certain things. And then, like, obviously we've been stuck a couple times in this van being front-wheel drive on top of that. Mm-hmm. I think that's been, you know, something that's hurt our experience slightly it's also created really fun stories yeah so that that's the cool part about it but uh but yeah i mean even just having rear wheel drive helped us out a lot Mm -hmm. in the snow we're okay but when it comes to like soft sand or rock or anything like that it immediately wants to just like dig in yeah you know so uh and then having the option of like the two-wheel rear that you guys have i'm sure that's helped out in the situation and also being a little bit lighter than what we are. This is like, these are all the big things about having a smaller vehicle that help you out so much when you're on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, we did the same thing as you guys in Baja. We caravaned down with a friend and that was really nice to, another peace of mind thing because we just were starting the van life. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice, you know, traveling in numbers. We could have help if we needed it, you know, like, have you guys felt like that going to certain locations where you're like oh you, we want to drive with other people oh yeah like yeah. when we were coming down to mexico originally ourselves it was our first time coming like down going to mexico, across yes yeah, so you across the yeah, border so yeah. it felt more comfortable crossing with another yeah. couple and traveling together there was a certain point where we realized mexico was like or baja at least it felt so safe felt so safe well, at that and, point and since then like even coming into guatemala and whatever like i think we're cool doing it by ourselves yeah. but it's that unknown factor totally. you know i don't think we ever felt like we needed other people in the united states or canada because like everything is so oh, known, so known. And, right and like i don't know how much trouble could you really get in well i mean i'm sure people do and i'm, I'm sure, sure there's lot. horrible stories but like we've never felt unsafe mm-hmm. and then after like a month or so of like realizing that like oh mexico is safer yeah. than i thought it was gonna be right you feel good and then you get that same feeling going into guatemala like six months from mexico and you're like oh my god wait we're we're crossing the border again I yeah nervous yeah but yeah. yeah like so when we're going to el salvador i have these like jitters again of like ooh, like is el salvador gonna be cool and like you know whatever and so i think it's just that the 
unknown is scary. Yeah. And so, you know, you like work up all these stories in your head or like, oh, you do some research and you start and reading stuff and you're like, oh my God. And, and I like, will say like, realistically, ah, Paco, Paco, stay. Um, realistically, you know, you look at, you get into all these situations. I just want to make sure Paco doesn't go. It's a beautiful dog. Yeah, it yeah. is a beautiful dog. He's like half and half. Yeah, looks red. like almost yeah. like a GSP a little. Come here, um, buddy. Come here, Papa. Come on, up, up. Um, so wait, what was I saying now? I was saying, uh, oh, typically you're going to be taking like the main roads too. Mm. You're not really going to go too far off the beaten path always. Like you're going to take roads that are like highways and they're it, typically it, really safe. Yeah, but to get here to Etitalm, like, it did not feel like a main road, right? Yeah. It, yeah, but it no. is the it is the only road that yeah. you can take. Yeah. But it is like sized for tuk tuks. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you find any roads in Mexico that be like really scary or oh, dangerous? The one we, that we, we cut did, across. We did one like like classic, just no plan plan. Um, you really look on Google Maps and it's like this way is like. A hundred miles. I'm just making up numbers. This way is a hundred miles. This way is 300 miles. It's like, obviously you're going to take the hundred mile one, yeah. right? People that have been to Baja must but, know this road. Like, the, it was from the Bay of Conception over to San Juanico. And, and it's like, mm-hmm. is this like road from hell? It was just like, it was an insanely brutal, rocky, unpaved, un treated at all road that was like you know as a third of the distance had gone the other way the other way would have been faster for sure oh yeah yeah that's why and i hadn't driven since we crossed the border yet i haven't (laughs) i hadn't driven the van and we get on this road and ernie looks at me and he was like it hadn't gotten too bad yet and but there were no cars because obviously there are no cars nobody out there (laughs) ernie's like ali do you feel comfortable you want to drive the van i'm like hell yeah and then we it just becomes the road to hell. Like my butt sweating, my back sweating. I'm like sitting in a right pool after, of sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I I did the whole thing, but we went really slow. Um, really slow. We were getting like low enough on gas to where we we're like, is this going to sleep be out a here? Concern yeah. here? Like, yeah. there's no the help, no service. Like, wild. We did have our friend with us. So like, yeah. it, that made it a little bit. You know, if worst came to worst, we could always hop in with her and go to the town. Wherever, wherever that we, uh, ended up being. We traveled with walkie-talkies with mm-hmm. her because so she, she doesn't have, we don't have service driving, so her, we could talk to her, you know, and mm-hmm. we were just, you know, like, um, how are you on gas? Uh, we're getting low. Me too. Yeah. Are we going to make it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I think walkie-talkies are, like, one of the best things you can have in a van, especially if you're, like, caravanning or even, like, if, when it's just Frankie and I sometimes, like, if he's going, like... I don't know, to scout something or to look at something yeah, or to, like, climb up somewhere or, like, whatever, then at least we can, like, communicate with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But definitely in the caravan situation, it's super fun. It's so it fun. Is. Yeah. It but is. then, you know, for safety things, if it's like, oh, we need to pull over right now, mm-hmm. like, something's going on. Yeah. Then, like, everybody's pee. on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, if you're the one behind them, it's like, what do you do? You stop beeping at them. They think right. something's crazy, yeah. you know? <laughs> Uh, so on that road, did you have to use your four by four in that situation ever or no? We might've put it on at one point. Like a sandy spot or something like that? No, just like a super uneven, like, Mm. like jagged rock kind of thing. I think it was a downhill section actually. Mm. I can't believe you drove that. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Alex is shit in a pants just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, 
when I we've been looking at car insurance, which is something we should talk about too for oh, like yeah. Central America. Yeah, because it is a little bit unnerving to not have any insurance on your vehicle. Because mm-hmm. in Mexico, you have to have a policy, so yeah. like you buy the policy and whatever. But then you get to Guatemala, and they're like, "Oh, you don't need it. Like it's fine." But you're like. Is, is it, it fine? Is yeah. it? Like, yeah. it feels like it's probably not fine. Yeah. But then all of the insurance quotes that we've seen or whatever, and then you read the reviews and it's like, they're not going to give you any money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you're paying money and then basically you're not going to get anything mm. out of it. Well, hopefully you can update the listeners after this episode and, and we'll be like, hey, we finally got... Yeah, we're still waiting on it. Yeah. yeah. You said they got your name wrong or something and you had to Yeah, re- I got sent back, but then we were supposed to get it on Thursday and then I didn't hear anything from them on Thursday or Friday and now it's the weekend, of course, but uh, yeah. The, yeah. And the guy that we're dealing with, he's he's awesome, but right now it's kind of out of his hands, right? He's so. waiting he's on another part of the other party. Yeah. He's the middleman right mm-hmm. now. Um, but it's it's pretty new, right? His company? I don't know. I don't know if it's new or not. I don't know if you want to go with like a new insurance company. Well, it's the I mean, only. It's, yeah, it's better yeah. than not so any. I think, yeah, it was like yeah. kind of in high demand. Yeah. So I think it's finally somebody's like started taking it out. charge. Yeah. 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 Well, it I think hasn't that, been anything. There was previously like some companies that you did some research and said a lot. Yeah, um, you talked to someone. That I saw one online that was called like C, uh, ICI. But I think that was the one you were talking yeah, about, I that, like, the guy completely canceled it yeah. because yeah. he wasn't making any money. Well, probably a couple big payouts, and then... That's it. You're done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah and it, it's, like, you have to have enough people paying the policy on top mm-hmm. of that, you know? Yep. So, yeah, it becomes this, like, big issue that... I, I did send in, like, a little email to those people to see what type of response I get back and see what happens. The one that we're doing? No, the ICI oh, okay, one. Right. Because I was waiting for we you guys to give me the heads up and be like, we're good, you know? Yeah, we so. sent out a couple feelers today to, like, see... Because I was going through, like, the Facebook forums and stuff like that right. to, like, see, like, companies and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know. A lot of the people in the forums are just, like... Don't drive in Central America if you're not really like ready to like lose the full value of your vehicle. Oh wow! Yeah, like don't do it if you're not prepared to just yeah. walk away. Yeah, which is crazy. So I want to jump into more about you guys. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget about this insurance. Sorry, I'm stressed out. <laughs> Alex is stressing. We got to get off this topic so Alex <laughs> could chill out. You good? Um, but, but let's talk more about you guys. Uh, so like growing up, where you're from, and like what was kind of like your life path a little bit. Um, before you got on the road. Mm, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm from Naples, Florida originally. Um, you know, grew up like a lot of people do, thinking that, you know, the whole American dream path, going to finish high school, then go to college, and then graduate and get start a career and get married. So I was a mosquito on your forehead. House and mortgage and stuff. But then... And uh, the year I graduated high school, my my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's. And then it, like, got me thinking about how I was like, what? That's not fair. You know, life's not fair. You, he did everything, you know, that that you're supposed to do, right? In quotes, supposed to. Um, but saved up, you know, ready to retire and then gets hit with that and can't enjoy his retirement, you know, like he'd probably been anticipating for his whole life and mm-hmm. I was like I don't want to go down that path that's not that's not fair so I'm just gonna like enjoy life now so um 
not to say that people that choose that path don't enjoy life too, but mm. it just, just wasn't for me. I was like, I need to travel. I need to have fun. I need to snowboard and surf and whatever. So I, I moved to Colorado shortly after, uh, after college and snowboarded for four years. You moved to Costa Rica first. Yeah, I did. And that's where I met <laughs> actually the people that I moved in with in Colorado. And then, uh, in Costa Rica is where I learned to surf and fell in love with it. And, uh, then snowboarded for four years and then, uh, long, well, whatever. I ended up in, out in Maui for 10 years after that. And that was the, the best. I mean, all of it was the best, but Hawaii is a, a special place. It's, uh, it takes some figuring out and, uh, but it, it allowed me to enjoy life while simultaneously saving up for my dream trip, which we're in the middle of right now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Um, yeah, I grew up in California, like in LA area, Santa Monica. And my parents are both from Hawaii. They're both from Oahu and they split up when I was young. So my dad stayed in Oahu and then my mom raised my sister and I in California, her whole family's there. So I grew up, um, going to Hawaii a couple times a year with my sister and then we'd be in California most of the time going to school. Um, so I grew up in the water as well. Um, but yeah, I went to like a college prep high school, super serious. Like everyone was very academic based. All my girlfriends are badass boss bitches, you know, like work. And I just, you know, like I was think same thing as Ernie thinking about doing that, like college, what I'm going to do after blah, blah, blah. And then right before I went to college, I met this guy at this, we worked at a beach camp and he's like, what up? I'm Ernie. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, we were co-counselors and that was really, he was really the first person I met where he made me realize that there's another path that you can take, mm -hmm. you know, like I just had never even thought about it. Um, and I'm like, wow, you can just play and enjoy life mm -hmm. and just live, you know, and so, yeah, it really opened my eyes and it just, I was like totally became right with it. You know, like no guilt of living differently. I, I went to Boulder. Um, Ernie lived in Colorado at that time as well. So we started dating. He lived in Breckenridge and I lived in Boulder. And um, we dated for a little bit and then he moved to Maui. So we'd see each other on and off. And then I moved to Maui after, after college. Nice. And then, yeah, and and although I have been dreaming up this trip for a long time, like I, I was always prepared to do it on my own kind of thing. So just having Allie with me is like a, a added on bonus that I could have never even like wished up. That's beautiful. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's amazing. So the adventure though, it started on a boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to get to the boat. Yeah. Kinda. Well, yeah. it kind of started was, in the Maui. More yeah, so than it was anything. really like we had wanted to, it was a two to three year trip around the world. Mm -hmm. That's what we were saving up. And every year we're like, okay, we'll push it back. We'll push it back. You know, we, we loved Maui so much. So, it, you know, we just never really left. We're like, oh, we can just, we can save more. We can leave later. We can mm -hmm. save more. You know, nine years later, you we still haven't left. And then COVID happened. Uh -huh. So we're like, all right, here's the push. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's time for our trip. And, um, and so, yeah, we were, it's really, 
it's kind of crazy just saying that you're going to go on a two to three year trip around the world. And, you know, the planning of that, it was just a lot. And so my sister got a hold of me and she told me that her best friend's parents were about to go on a three year sailing trip on their new beautiful sailboat around the world. And their parent, you know, the parents are in their. 50s, 50s or 60s, 60s yeah. that they both surf mm-hmm. and my sister's like ali they're gonna need crew mm-hmm. like you you should email them and see if they need help you know and mm-hmm. then we didn't really know them and we're like whoa this could be awesome sailing around the world now like bringing all of our surfboards our spear fishing mm-hmm. stuff so and we like reach surfing out on remote islands exactly that nobody else in could fiji yeah. yeah like the dream was real you know <laughs> it was alive and yeah, Ernie, you were lit up about this. Oh, so excited. Like, it, it wasn't our <laughs> sailboat. You know, it's like a dream to have it be someone else's because mm-hmm. you don't, well, you have, don't to have to take the, it. The it's money. like a van times, you know, a thousand with the right. responsibility and things breaking. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So we got in contact with them and they needed help, you know. And we're like, oh my gosh, we started FaceTiming with them. We were we had a trip to California planned, and we're like, oh, well, we'll meet you guys in Malibu, and we'll have a dinner and get to know each other. Um, and it was all really great. You know, we were all grooving, and uh, it so was... We, yeah, we, so then we go back to Maui. We're like, all right, let's say bye to all of our friends and start selling our stuff, and, like, let's get ready. So we get rid of everything, get ready to move off island, and then I pull Allie's passport out, and I was like, uh... Oh, yeah. Your passport's expired. Like, oh no! And she's like, no, no, no. And she looks at it. She's like, no, that's my old one. That's my old one. It had a stamp in, or a punch through it. I was like, oh, okay, thank God. So then I found her other one. And I was like, this one's fucking expired too. Oh, no! I was like, no. And it's like, oh, but it's okay because it's the middle of COVID and getting a new passport super easy. Yeah, right no, now. it was. Oh, it took no. so long. Oh, so no. everything was delayed for COVID. So we left yeah. Mallory so they could sit in my favorite city of Los Angeles for three months waiting for <laughs> yeah for her passport. Oops. So yeah, we were so supposed to start the trip. I love that quickly... your around the world trip didn't include a passport. <laughs> so at this point, it, that it, is very that is like that's me my fault. I knew who my travel partner was, and that should have been. Ernie's blamed himself for that since so that moment. At this He's point, like, this it starts fault. to like known. quickly go wrong. Yeah. Like, it was a hiccup. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you were just supposed to be in LA for a couple months. Well, my family, my yeah, family, so, so we were staying with my mom and her boyfriend. If we had our own space, I think it would have been a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at it like, okay, this is great time with family, my sister. Ernie was going crazy, but it was okay. Like he's just dealing with it. And it was a good spot to kind of be in instead of just launching. We were going to go meet them. They had their sailboat in Europe. Mm. And like I said, it was in the middle of COVID. And so everything was crazy with flights going out of the country at that time. It was really intimidating Mm. and the rules were always changing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of gave us, we're like, okay, bye Maui, bye everyone, rush, sell everything. And then we got to kind of sit in LA for a second and be, I mean, it was my fault. So yeah, I really we, found the silver lining. But I'm like, Ernie, isn't this great? We can kind of plan things more. And so we figured out, uh, we kind of made the plan. We're like, okay, we're going to fly to Morocco and they're going to come pick us up in Morocco. So we flew um, to Northern Morocco and Casablanca we get there. Um, we had a crazy flight going in, you know, like just, it was, it was a lot. And mm. we finally make it. 
near death experiment <laughs> near death experience on the flight, <laughs> and we get to Casablanca and they we have an email from them saying, "Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month." By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one-hour podcast ad-free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise. Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. Hey, actually, all the ports are shut down in Morocco. We can't pick you guys up. And speak of being, you know, kind of scared of the unknown, we were like kind of in that. We had just gotten there. Everybody speaks French and Arabic here, not English. And not English or like, Spanish. We went like down to like, we even went to like the, to like the port and like went and saw the police and tried to bribe them so that we could like bring the boat in to pick us up. Yeah. And they're like. Or we were absolutely not. Or we were trying to bribe them to take us out on a boat, like smuggle us out, and they were going to meet us in the ocean to pick us up. Yeah, Yeah. they they wouldn't let you meet them in the ocean. No, because it it was really illegal to go in and out of the ports. Oh no! And and they were like, "Can you guys go bribe the police?" And we're like, "Um, this is terrifying, but okay, we're stuck in Morocco." You know, so then we're like, we just you guys were trying. (laughs) Yeah, we even had like somebody like trying to plan like. To sneak us on a boat that would take us like thirty-five miles <laughs> offshore in the middle of the night, we'd have to get like, in this little like, boat, jump from this boat to that boat, and it's like, uh, and then, then, like, yeah, in the, the middle of the night where there's of... pirates and stuff. Oh yeah, my gosh, we were desperate, yeah. And so, you know, we were like, okay, we gotta get on this boat, blah blah. Like, it's just, well, how are we gonna figure this out? And they're like, okay, if you guys can make it to uh, where was it, Spain? Yeah. You guys, we're in Spain. Come to Spain. We'll we'll uh, pick you. We'll get you guys in Spain. Mm-hmm. So we buy our tickets. Everything's paid for for a flight. Yeah. For a flight, mm-hmm. we are Rental essential workers. And... You know, at, on this boat. Yeah. So that's kind of the loophole, yeah. right? But we were essential workers. Yeah. We had a pa- paperwork from them, everything, and we get to the airport, and the people look at us and they're like, "No, you can't. You can't go to Spain." And we're like, "Why can't we go to Spain?" They're like, "We need we need a Spanish passport. Only people with Spanish passports can go mm-hmm. to Spain." And we're like, "There's nothing on your website that says that." Mm-hmm. First of all, um, second of all, we're essential workers. But they're like, "It doesn't matter." But like it says right here that this is what criteria you have to have in order to be able to go. We're like, "We have it." They're essential like, workers. They're like, "No." And this is like, this isn't like some authoritative figure you know this is the airline like, this is yeah. the air Morocco, like the person who's supposed to right. give you your boarding pass yeah. and they just didn't want to be responsible for us getting rejected yeah. if sure. we went to spain yeah because then they have to pay um, for the flight back and all the hotels or whatever maybe it is. yeah mm-hmm. like maybe there's a bunch of liability but then they also didn't give us our money back Right, and we had paid kind of like Both. a buttload of money you well know? it's like yeah. last minute and you're yeah. just like right whatever, and you're kind of it. you're kind of in this like we were there for a few days, but the whole thing is just kind of this fight or flight mode. You're like, mm. your adrenaline's really up. You're trying to, it's like a puzzle when everything is kind yeah. of not working your way. And you, it feels like you're fighting against it. You're like, oh, okay, now we should do this way. And it's I like just remember, upstream. yeah, we're sitting in the airport. We're talking to these people, which was already kind of a nightmare before we even got on the boat, you know, like with the, the help and whatever they're not really giving us. And Ernie looks at me and he's like, fuck it. He's like, let's just buy a flight down south, and we're in Morocco. There's amazing waves here. Let's make a surf trip out of this. Hell yeah. And I was like, 
I love that. Let's just, because we had been nonstop planning, three months in LA, Morocco, like just trying to get on this boat. Nothing was working in our favor. It was so at, we, at this point, you were like basically fighting with life instead yeah, of taking what's like, given we're like, you. Wait, we just started this trip. Like, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy some of this, you know? Mm, yeah. So we flew down south. Um, we got hooked up to stay in the most beautiful hotel in this uh, town called Tagazoot, um, Munga Guest House, because we had met a girl traveling a couple years ago and she's like if you're ever in Morocco my mom owns this amazing hotel and I messaged her I had it been three years I'm like hey we're in Morocco right now I don't know if you remember me and she's like Ali I was just talking about you yesterday to someone about how we met each other her and I just clicked on the beach like one of those soul 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 connections Yeah. yeah And she's like, I was just telling someone how I met you the other day. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, we're in Morocco. She's like, go stay at my mom's hotel. And it was just beautiful. So we we were stayed in Morocco for three weeks, had this amazing surf trip, met these, met this beautiful uh, Moroccan couple. Well, he was Moroccan and she was French. And they helped us. They mm. totally helped us get to the sailboat. And we were able to take our time, but they spoke, you know, yeah. Arabic. They can they could talk to people for us. Mm-hmm. They were like talking to the embassies mm-hmm. and stuff for us and, and French and Arabic. to help deem you like as essential and be able to yeah. get there and mm-hmm. do all the things that they need to do. So that way you're not like yeah. you know, doing it in a bad way. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But we ended up so we chose Gibraltar to go to because mm-hmm. we could get there. We had a two-day layover in in London. It was the fastest way, believe it or not. Like no matter what class you flew, that was the fastest we could get to Gibraltar. The second lockdown in the UK happened while we were there. We Fuck. thought we were going to get stuck, um, but luckily we flew to Gibraltar, which is also part of the UK. So maybe that's why they allowed it. Um, mm. They require six-day quarantine, like straight, uh, like you're supposed to jump in a taxi that they provide for you mm-hmm. and go a there. hotel they provide for you right yeah and um we the guy like stamped our passports told us like the deal and he's like go for it and we went and jumped in a different taxi and went to the boat and we're like we gotta go yeah, yeah. so we get out of here. yeah we sailed to spain and just left <laughs> around the corner to spain <laughs> yeah we said hi hi to the couple we're like hi hey this is great and when we showed up to the boat their kids, which wasn't the initial plan, also had come to the boat because mm. they were not employed mm. because of COVID. Mm. So now it wasn't just Ernie and I as the help, as the crew. It was their daughter, son, and nephew. Mm. And so they're like, hey, nice to see you guys. Um, there's actually no room for any of your stuff on the boat because everyone, everyone's here. So just put all of your stuff in your bathroom and shower. And we're like, okay. Okay, we're we're lowest on the totem pole. That's yeah, fine. We're guests you know? on your boat. That's fine. And yeah, we we're totally cool with it. Yeah. Um, um, the the next three and a half weeks, which is all the time we were going to potentially do three years on this boat. Um, mm-hmm. We did. We about had three and, and a half, and weeks it was and, agreed that we were going to have a four month trial period. Yeah. With them, like, see how it would we would all, and you didn't even make it to the four months. So was the three weeks like the three? Like it felt like three years. You know, we had some really great times, but all in all, all, it just like wasn't a good fit. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Through them, we met another boat um, who needed help with the Atlantic crossing. So we had we had sailed from Gibraltar around the corner, like 
right across the bay, basically, to mm-hmm. Spain and then down to the Canary Islands, which we did over... That, that was like a five-day crossing or something like mm-hmm. that, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we stayed around in the Canaries on a couple of different islands and surfed with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we parted ways, no hard feelings, and then um, we jumped on another boat and... Uh, Guy only needed help with the with the Atlantic crossing, but we we jumped on that boat, um, and that was one of the greatest experiences of our lives. It yeah, was like, it, for me too. I mean, having no insane. cell service, you you have no 17 idea. Seventeen days. What's happening in the world at all? Like they had a satellite phone, and his wife, the the captain's wife, would you know send him one message a day just to say like hey the world's not gonna end it's not burning yeah yeah whatever but like our kids are alive it's just like real life debates again remember like when you couldn't just whip out a phone and be like let's see what google says how old are you share yeah we we actually (laughs) had to debate things i miss those days yeah debate and i and it was funny it was it was such an eclectic group it was me and ernie and then four other guys the one thing that it, they had in common was they're all dads. Yeah. Um, but just all super, super different. different, dads. Different, yeah, different dudes. It's like, <laughs> very, very different. But we all got along so well. Mm. And I just, like, I just remember just being with, like, all of these men I had just met. And we were playing these games on the boat one night. Just, like, really, I don't know, funny games. And... It felt like you're just a kid again. Like you're with being so disconnected mm-hmm. makes you so connected, mm-hmm. you know, with each other. Mm-hmm. And we were playing games one night and all of us were like, just like these, just people that we had just met, these grown men, were just like mm-hmm. belly laughing, <laughs> crying, just so present mm-hmm. with one another. And just, it was, it was really fun. And, and just like full blown sober too. Full blown sober. Yeah. No drinking on the yeah. crossing. We had one night where it was, he threw a half, half ass, halfway party, halfway half ass party where everyone had like a glass of wine. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like the, the, we were midway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the cap, I was the chef. For the 17 days, but for the party, the captain made, like, a big roast, cool. and he, he cooked for everyone, and we had a gla- everyone had a glass of wine. and um, It's beautiful. Yeah. It seems like you had an awesome experience, and, like, that ability to disconnect was, like, this eye-opening experience that you wanted to get more of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like, when we got to land, um, that night, we got to land, and everyone got on their phones to like check in with everyone and Mm -hmm. we said that night we're like wow we kind of wish that we took one night to get here and Mm -hmm. then you know but they all have responsibilities yeah yeah, because they're all check in but they're like wow i kind of wish that we just had this one night to kind of adjust and Mm -hmm. you know acclimate and then the next because we were all it just the shift that happened as soon as people got on their phones it was insane you mm-hmm. know we yeah. just on the 17 day crossing together and then as soon as people got on their phone it was like all separate worlds yeah and we had just done this but one also, thing together like, you know and i think the only reason that that happened is because because of storms and stuff we got a little bit of a delay on on our jump across too mm-hmm. so we had just gotten back i think 
the day before Christmas Eve and we had one guy that had to try and book a flight in the middle of COVID and like figuring out all like what you can and can't do. He had to get back to England for Christmas. Yeah. For Christmas. Christmas. Or his wife was going to like divorce him. Yeah. Did you you tell them how we got in the boat crash? No. Like the very beginning of this, when we were leaving the Canary (laughs) Islands, the very beginning of the trip. We had we were um, provisioning. We got all the groceries. Spent like a week provisioning. It was so much work. And so we were much just work. Like ready to leave. We were like, yes, we're out. All of six here. of us were on the boat. We for were the, in. We were in the uh, marina. For the people that don't know what provision is, can you explain oh, what that is? Yeah, provisioning is. So we had. Um, I actually made like a twenty. We were on the ocean for seventeen days, the crossing for seventeen days. But mm. I made a twenty-four day meal plan mm. for breakfast lunch and dinner 25 just day. 25 mm. day just in case we're out there for something longer. happens yeah something yeah. happens and so i went through everything that we needed for those meals and went you go grocery shopping for everything you need for every meal to make and then you also get a ton of snacks you mm. know mm. so you provision yeah. Then you, have to, you have to go through everything they already have on board too and be like okay we needed this they have this we, they don't have this so this is what right. we need and then you go and you buy everything which in the little rental car we had was like like the whole eight car? trips back and forth yeah, like, it like, no, like it was so weighted down it was hilarious yeah. but um, um, I mean so much we spent thousands of euros and the captain spent thousands yeah i'm like i'm gonna get I organic mean, he, he's, everything he's, like, he's he's a foodie so he was like, he's a foodie. like we, michelin like, we're like, like the, we should get this because it's cheap he's like hell no like get this you know yeah so we're like, All right. okay oh yeah he wasn't he wasn't willing to he wanted you know, to eat really well yeah, yeah. especially Which is why he doing, had me make a meal plan you're doing this while crossing any meal could possibly be your last one. Yeah. Totally. You might as well make it a fucking <laughs> totally. good one. Then you have to vacuum seal everything, and then you have to figure out how to fit it in the fridge, yeah. and uh-huh. then store everything like that makes sense. And it, like it was a lot of work. Ali right. and I are just like, can't wait to yeah. start sailing. So I'm sure it, that's not including you know all the other things that they're having to do provision wise. Oh yeah, everyone sure in that, the boat. Yeah. Right? Yeah, everyone the had their good, job. You know, yeah, making well, we sure you have enough we're, fuel. I also was scuba diving under the boat, like yeah, Ernie, of all course. the barnacles Ernie off and like cleaning so all, like cleaning the whole bottom of the boat, and then we pressure washed the whole top and like reshined the railings and like uh, it was beautiful. Man, it was just nonstop. It work. was nonstop. So when it was time to leave, we all six of us were like, "Yes!" Like, are you guys ready? Like, we're doing it. We're going on the crossing, and so we're in the marina, and he's like motoring out and. All of a sudden, we made it sixty yards. Sixty yards, and, and it, he just starts yelling. He's like, "Everyone, brace yourselves! Get the buoy out!" And the throttle got stuck, oh, like it no. just jammed, and we just fully head-on collisioned another yeah. sailboat that was um, tied up. The oh, person no. wasn't on their boat, luckily. And we got stuck. We got wedged in their boat. They were like, so we were on a 47 foot catamaran and they okay. were on, this was like probably about a 30, like 33 foot monohull. Uh-huh. And we were s- sitting so much higher out of the water and we just like smashed through all their stanchions and like snapped their bowsprit in half. Oh like no. Our anchor was like stuck on, like in their front, like the deck up front. And we were just like, oh my God. The and Coast Guard. Like, and guys had to come and us like crazy. Rip us we out have buoys between them. the other boat that's next to them, and we're like almost like about to screw up their boat too. And we're like, oh my god! And then like 
yeah, the marineros came and, 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 and yeah. pulled, like, towed us off the boat and, like, oh. And just brought us, like, right back to where we started. It was seriously yeah, just yeah. right here. We're like, like oh, hey, we got to fix that throttle. Gonna, yeah, we fixed the throttle. And it was kind of in the afternoon. And I had, you know, I'm, like, talking about it. I'm, like, so we just got in a boat crash. Like, I don't know if we're leaving or uh-huh. I don't know if we have to get off the like, boat. Like, is the boat okay? Yeah. yeah, I don't have to get off the boat. And then the captain goes... You know, the guys, the guys fixed it, you know, yeah. and the captain goes, all right, is everyone ready? And we're like, yeah, yeah, Holy we're shit. ready. And so, and we go, we go that night. Oh, what? Okay. And he told yeah. us, he told us like a few days after he was like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He's like, I was afraid I, you guys were gonna bail on me. He's yeah, like, he was like, I, I was so scared that, that all like, you guys go. were gonna, yeah, that be we're like, gonna have no, we're done. And he's like, and everyone dealt with the situation so well, yeah. um, that he was like, this is an amazing crew. I everyone dealt with that. Yeah. We need to go right now before yeah. everyone gets called. Yeah. And he handled it so like I would have been losing my mind if that was my boat <laughs> and that just happened. He stayed so calm. He got us over, called insurance, mm-hmm. insurance like sent somebody he's like Ali like, do you want to make everyone a snack I mean like thing. grilled cheese we had to wait for the guy to come <laughs> luckily he came within like an hour who uh, owned the other boat which oh was like God. actually hilariously named Asta La Vista <laughs> <laughs> baby and uh but then that guy came and once he found out how good of insurance this captain had he was like, he was like okay, oh cool. sweet this is actually probably gonna work out my yeah, yeah, hell yeah. a guy he came a to look hole. at the throttle yeah. so the so the port side throttle got stuck and and we you know we we threw the other one in neutral but we just couldn't slow down momentum so yeah. we, like there's nothing we could do from slamming into that boat and we luckily you know kept it from being worse by throwing a, a bunch of bumpers overboard but yeah. uh, we uh so basically like that was the, the catamaran kind of like split over the top of the model hall because the yeah. catamaran is like a dual mm-hmm. uh, dual hall. hall type of ship. For the people that don't know what that right, is, right. and yeah. and basically you basically shot the or they the captain yeah. shot the middle of it, yeah, so that exactly. way the open area kind of just hanging went over, down, like, d- was like what took the brunt it. of it. You know, there's yeah. a couple like just minor like dings, uh, cosmetic blemishes to to the our boat, but, but um, no Titanic well, size holes. It's kind of crazy because no. you have like this like three <laughs> millimeter like. You know, uh, three millimeter fiberglass yeah. that is basically what's keeping you, you know, floating. Yeah. And no water coming in, and there's yeah. millions of gallons of water that's yeah. pressing up and against it. We're about it. to cross the ocean. Yeah, and you just crash into something. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, yeah. all right, we're good to go. Let's go. Yeah, really. We, yeah, he he had a, a guy come too, and and he saw why the throttle got stuck was able to fix it cool. temporarily and and he's like you guys are good to go so like within two hours of us getting into this like thinking our trip was over thing we were we were out of there and and then like, and then it was pretty smooth sailing <laughs> yeah except for that. like we went straight into a storm like yes yeah. yes we, we did. had to go through I a storm really for like the first two or three days to to get ahead of like a gnarly one behind mm-hmm. it and that like if we didn't leave then, then half the crew would have had to bail to get 
go back to their yeah. families for Christmas. So. so at this point of life, it kind of seems like things went from like, you know, the fucked up passport to like not being able to make it, you know, to getting on a boat that it just didn't work out and you split ways to having a beautiful surf trip to then getting on the proper boat that you really wanted to be on and the type of crew you want to be around and sailing and having one of your best adventures ever. Yeah. You know, and then that brings you back to the States then, right? That brought us to the Caribbean. So we were on the island of Antigua Mm -hmm. for a few weeks and then um, had no idea what we were going to, like, we're like, wow, we haven't, we didn't think that we were going to be traveling like this. We thought we were going to be sailing right now. So Mm -hmm. we're... Where do we want to go? Like, this is our trip, you know? So we decided to go to the Bahamas for a month after that. And we just, yeah, we, we seriously... And that's where we met the girl that we were caravanning with in Baja. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So when, when did you get to Mexico and meet this guy that ultimately sold you the van? So after the Bahamas, we went to Puerto Rico. And then we went to Florida for a, a friend's wedding. And um, from Florida, we went, actually, we went snowboarding in Colorado and then, and then down to Mexico. And, nice. uh, and I, I guess it was, June? no, so we went to Puerto Escondido for a month. And then after that, we went up to Michoacan and while we were at, uh, in Michoacan, we met that guy. Yeah. Right, so that was in May. May or June. I would guess that it was like May 7th. At two thirty-five p.m. I think so. Nine thousand minutes since we met the guy, and he and he's amazing. He um, it was just one of those things where we 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 all talked about this. How it's so sentimental, your your van, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was a total situation where all of his friends were telling him to go up to the states and sell it for a buttload of money. Yeah. You know, they're so high on the market. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I really want this to go to good people. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I care about is for this to have, you know, the amazing right adventures still. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and we, we still talk to him. Like, oh, a amazing. lot. He gives yeah. you, like, recommendations on places to go. He's Yeah, we're going to some places he told us to go yeah. in Guatemala. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so how how deep into your trip are you guys now? Because it sounds like you started pretty much the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's, what, almost two years now? It's yeah. a little over two years, yeah. Over two years? Yeah. Wow. So two, you're, you're <laughs> over two years, <laughs> going into almost the third year. You're getting kind of close to like what you thought was your mm-hmm. two or three year travel. Is it going to become more than that, or is it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I usually like do. you're becoming lifetime it, travelers. Well, it depends on you know if we get out of here with our van and can sell it or not. Like if if we don't, if this insurance <laughs> plan doesn't go through and we get smoked by a landslide or something tomorrow on the way out of here, then like <laughs> it'll probably be shorter than we were anticipating. But it, you know, like if we do finish our van trip and we're able to, you know, like get get the return on the investment, then we can keep chugging along a little longer. And who knows? Like we've said a couple times already, we're on the no plan plan. If we like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody offers me a photography position like at a surf camp or something, that seems pretty rad and and that allows us to like both experience a different culture and country and, and wave and whatever while also making a little bit of money along the way. Like, If you're thinking about starting a business on the road, we have the perfect podcast to get you started. 
Fempreneurs is the podcast where women support each other in their businesses. There's no competition or secrets in the YYC Fempreneurs community. The podcast guests openly share what's working for them with the host, Lindsay. She's the author of five different books for women entrepreneurs and has been in the marketing scene since before 2010. The Fempreneur Show is designed to connect female entrepreneurs with each other, because if we don't have each other, we can sometimes feel like we're going crazy or going it alone or like our friends who aren't business owners just don't get it. The Fempreneurs podcast will seriously help you in your business endeavors. It's all about giving women the confidence and steps they need to become more financially secure through strategically sharing their talents with the world. Be sure to check the links below or visit yycfempreneurs.com slash podcast and listen to Fempreneurs podcast anywhere that you enjoy podcasts. Now back to the show. That, that could help us extend to. Mm-hmm. We're, we're I really trust something options. like that is going to happen. Th- An opportunity will present itself. But it really is this type of life. It really is just like you have an idea mm-hmm. or, you know, quote unquote plan. And but you just kind of surrender like you have it in your mind. But you also just kind of surrender, let it go and surrender to whatever happens, like what this life mm-hmm. is, you know, for. Well, and that's traveling. I think us. that your photography also speaks for itself because it is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Like when you showed me pictures the other day, I was blown away by like the wave photos that you took. Even the photos that we took, you know, where we're sitting on the dock right. and you got the sunset and, you know, Alex getting out of the water and just like all the different things. It's it's very beautiful. So Thank I feel you. like just you having fun with your hobby and just enjoying it and getting out there. Like you caught the girl jumping off of the the uh cliff mm-hmm. you know side over here and like things like that those moments are good what's gonna solidify an opportunity like that just mm-hmm. randomly mm-hmm. you know it's because you're passionate and you're having fun you know i think that's what you know why the universe always works in those mysterious ways is because you're always striving you know that. to help others you know yeah 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 it's a uh, if you guys want to see it we'll throw it in the link in the description so you can go check it out too as well but yeah i mean it's amazing where life brings us and where, you know, opportunities that are put in front of us just because of, you know, we were willing to make the leap, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. willing to do something different, you know, I'm sure that time will, will happen for you. I mean, honestly, I wish if we could afford it, we would pay you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Our Instagram would I, be a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Um, life puts you in the situations that you need to be in and provides for you if you're willing to be open to it, you know? Where did this whole idea of the no plan plan, like, where did that come from? Probably from being lazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like some grand philosophy on life. Like, should we look look something up for dinner? Nah. And then we just, we're like, spent a whole day researching something. We're like, no, let's just go. Half the time, (laughs) like, there's so many things that, like, you, you could never you have expected. Like, you don't like like what well, the mechanics that we made friends with. There could be a place that's so much or, better to stay at that you don't even see while you're researching a place. Yeah. And then you're like all of a sudden you're like, man, I wish we would have like not already figured out where. Yeah, we're like stay. you go to a place and then you can talk to the locals and be like, where is the best place to go? You know, like yeah. where's the best place to stay? That's totally Alex and I's philosophy when yeah. it comes to travel. Like most of the places that we go and we see is because we've talked to a local. Yeah. And the local's like, oh, you have to go here. And then we wind up in a place that we never, like here, for instance. Yeah. We yeah. never 
knew we even knew about Lake Atitlan until we were about to cross into Guatemala. And like one of our friends told us about it. So then we like, just like, Hey, let's go to Lake Atitlan. Mm -hmm. And we show up and we did not expect this scene, but it is like one of the most beautiful places on planet earth. It's one of the, I didn't even look at a picture before. Yeah. That's another part of the no plan plan is because I, I hate like when you're researching a place, you're like, Oh, this looks epic. And then all of a sudden you show up during the rainy season or like... Or it was really or, or, edited. Or, or it was super yes. edited or it was tagged wrong or <laughs> the, whatever. The like, not that like if, if you come into everywhere you go with, without expectations, it just like for me personally, it makes it like a, a lot higher chance for success mm-hmm. and, and a lot lesser chance of, of failure, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, because I, there's nothing worse than being super excited about something and then it not panning out anywhere near what you had yeah. pictured. But if you like come to a place and with no expectations, it's like it's it's either like a, a wash or like a oh my god, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to travel with someone that thinks that way because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are not able to travel like that. They yeah. really need an itinerary or. Especially when you spent most of your life planning, if you're one of those Mm -hmm. type of people, you know, like when you have that planning mentality, you create these expectations all the time. And then, like you were saying, you could be let down very easily by creating unrealistic expectations because somebody else experienced it in this way. Yeah. Which we're all... Even good or bad. Yeah. Some people will be like, oh, I hated that town. It was so horrible. Like, don't bother. And then you go and you're like, oh, it was amazing. I like it here. Like, (laughs) people are so nice and we had such a beautiful experience. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the two of you seem to get along very well. I mean, we've been... I guess Frank's been with you guys for maybe two weeks and I've been with you for one. Yeah, we became good friends this time, (laughs) I feel like. Um... But yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of couples get into the van life and get into the van and then, you know, arguments. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it gets tricky and it's a small space and like your your space, you know, is even smaller than our space, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, I I was being kind of a butthead today. But then you came back with a pizza. I was tired. Oh, uh, that's why. why you came back <laughs> yeah. with the pizza. Yeah, I was like, Ernie, this is a peace pizza. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I love that. I was in a really, I had, it was in a down today. Oh. Yeah, that's that was another, yeah, with Van, it's small, you yeah. know, but it's all, I, it. yeah, it's just like, you got to get over it fast. You really got to like who you're traveling with in this yeah. lifestyle, yeah. you know. Um, we, we've met a decent amount of people along the way that are like telling a story. They're by themselves and they're telling a story. They're like. Yeah, we and well, the reason I say we is because there were <laughs> there was two, two of us. us. <laughs> yeah, there were two. Yeah. Of us. I started this trip with my significant other, but they're yeah. no longer on this. What's trip. What's kind of funny yeah. is because when they first met me, uh, you weren't here. Ah, uh, so I'm like, I feel like I had a lot of conversations with them about you, but yeah. it was more like excitement for like for you to come back. Yeah, she was so excited. Oh, and like so it. <laughs> It really shows me, like, after you saying that, like, you know, once again, how thankful we are to have such wonderful partners, you know, like, mm-hmm. when, you, when you know you have something so good, like, it's hard to, like, I, like, I, I never want to say, like, I say we, because that person's gone now, right. you know, like, I never want that to ever be a thing. And it's such a beautiful thing when we met Frankie you know, he was so excited to see you. And I'm like, it's so beautiful that you could, he's like, yeah, we've been traveling for three years. We've been to, like every day for three years. So Alex is at a one week retreat, you know, cause we've been together and just like being away for a week and then so excited like yeah. to see you, after <laughs> week, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. But you do need that space sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like you were talking just for going to the walk and listening to your podcast to- or something today, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like too, because like, I was in, a, yeah, I was in a mood yeah. today. Mm-hmm. I'm like I, and there's no space, you know. So I'm like I have to remove myself. Yeah, but this. it's you have the self awareness to be like I recognize that I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, and it's not necessarily what anybody else has done. Right. Sometimes we just get into funks, you yeah. know. Yeah, and but I've like, gotten a lot better. Like it definitely took me a lot longer today to like kind of take responsibility for the way that I was feeling. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it, that helps so much. Like okay, this is how I'm feeling. I need saying it like I need space right. and mm-hmm. like working out. And you're you're so amazing at yeah. Giving I was like me I was space. like Allie, what the hell? Like just let me watch my team lose <laughs> in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like to town. Don't forget your rain jacket. Yeah, <laughs> please. Here's a piece. Yeah, have your moment. Yeah, Yeah. but it is important to have like some time to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like last last year I did a I did a retreat as well, um, which was amazing. But it was like the same thing. I was so excited to uh, come back and continue traveling, and it was just like a yeah. Space is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I I find it interesting too. Like you and Alex kind of have like a same like a not the same but like a similar like persona of like. I need to do my meditation. I need to do my yoga stuff. Like I need these things to make my day feel whole mm-hmm. or like, like I'm ready for my day, mm-hmm. you know, where I feel like Harry and I are kind of like, you're, ex- you guys are both we extroverts. Like mosey right outside. And like, we sit in our chairs and we bullshit <laughs> for and, like four hours. And like, we have a cup of coffee, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's funny because it really, it, it's an embodiment or like almost like a reflection you know, of, you know, what we have, what you guys have is like, it's like almost it like works. a reflection. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool to see. But, and it's also nice to hear about the fact that, you know, you guys also go through, you know, that moments of like, I need to fucking walk oh, away right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I will, I'm yeah. first to admit. And, and I'm not perfect. Go through, that's just a freak. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, they really just bottle stuff up and yeah. one day they're going to explode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's really beautiful to see. So now, like, we're getting towards the end, so I just want to ask oh, wow. what your advice is for other people out there, whether they're single on the road or whether they're, in like, a couple on the road. What's some words of advice that you could have for them? Everything you hear or especially read about anywhere you're going to go is, like, just don't believe it. Like, every, like... Everywhere we go down here, like, you read on there, they're like, oh, you're going to die if you go there. You know, like, Guatemala, like, on the on the page for the... Um, like the U.S. government? Yeah, the U.S. Like... government page says right now for Guatemala, it says, go with extreme caution, murders and robber- armed robberies are very common <laughs> in Guatemala. And I'm like, oh, It's just, great. our, our so society like, so fear-based. Mm-hmm. like, what? And then we get here and everybody's... So unbelievably nice, nice. like mm-hmm. haven't felt sketched up and what, at one point yet i mean knock on wood and i know like anywhere can vary from town to town but like just if if you're having doubts like don't don't have them too strong just like kind of i mean you want to be smart but don't don't back out of something because you read something negative or your or your friends say like Oh, like I heard Mexico is super dangerous right now. I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't believe that. And like, I think kind of along the well, just for traveling, 
um, like I I have one for traveling and then one for relationship. But for traveling, like whenever you experience hiccups or something doesn't go, you know, as planned, mm -hmm. I we always say, okay, everything is happening for us, not to us. Mm -hmm. Like everything's happening for me, not to me. How how is this? Like, why is this happening? Something good is coming out of this. Why mm -hmm. are we getting redirected? You mm -hmm. know, like if you can reflect, you know, um, the low points, you're like, oh, that happened because this amazing thing came out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's really helped um, just with traveling. And then for like traveling with your partner, um, I just listened to this amazing thing and it's so true. So um, this like beautiful man on this podcast um, him and his wife say, said you, when you're in an argument or you're kind of, there's tension, there's two ways that you can go. You can either be right or you can, or you can connect. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you, is it, does it matter that much to be right in the argument or what we really both want is connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like always just coming back to connection and I think I have another sip of my coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, just just connecting 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 and yeah yeah i think that's beautiful advice I, I from both of you because ernie's hit me with the fact that alex was just talking about how her mother my mom this morning she had a conversation with somebody and was like you oh. know that honduras is like a great place to get murdered yeah and so <laughs> she nicaragua. said nicaragua is incredibly dangerous and like you know and i'm like Okay. It's so met so many people say that kind of stuff. If I had And like, I love you, Mom, and I know that you're just like <laughs> looking out for my best interest and yeah. I appreciate that. But my also, baby's going to Honduras. Like I feel like on this travel, you meet so many people who've done the travel, mm -hmm. who are going in the opposite direction, it's who've so been normalized. there before. It's Correct. so normalized. And they're like, Oh, like nobody's like, Oh, I almost got carjacked or I almost got murdered or yeah. I all you know, everyone's just like this was an amazing town and this was a beautiful hike and this was an amazing place to eat. And like, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe we're all like rose colored glasses, but like terrible stuff happens Everywhere. in every country in the world mm -hmm. every single day. And it, you know, obviously there's some places that you probably definitely don't want to go. Yeah. But like you could make smart, educated choices. I mean, people in the U.S. don't realize when we were traveling, when we were doing our Airbnbs, we met a lot of um, like more local friends mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, are you so scared to go grocery shopping in the U.S.? Oh, you guys are from the United States? <gasps> your your friends send their kids to elementary school? Like, because the news just shows the worst things that are happening in mm -hmm. the U.S. for the foreigners. And they, they think it, you know, it, it's terrifying. Well, there's they mass think, shootings. Every, you can't they, go no, to they a think Target without step off a plane. Shot. They think yeah. that they're going to step off the plane and get shot. Yeah. Realistically, so it's, the it's idea. Crazy. It's vice versa. Yeah, the idea for the mass media is to help the country keep people in their own country and not travel so they can't really get to know other people. That way you can't be educated. You can't make rational, smart decisions based on where you want to go. You know, they really kind of want you to stay in one place. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very relevant once you get out here and you, you're starting to travel and you're seeing different things and you're around new people where when you're sitting at home, it, it very much feels like you should be scared. Mm -hmm. You know, I... Yeah. I somewhat felt that way when I lived in the States. Like, mm. why would I want to go there? But then I always had this curiosity that, like, bubbled over the top and was like, 
You need to go and experience it for yourself because somebody else's desire. expectations Secret are never going to meet what, you, you're, what you're going to see out there. Yeah. So, well, I yeah. think it all comes back to what you said about connection, too. Like, everybody that we meet just wants to connect with you. Mm. It's all about love and, like, providing for their family and, like, having a beautiful moment with somebody. And, like, you know, I think that that's what travel is all about is just, like, having these magical moments kind of interspersed with beautiful places yeah. and amazing people mm-hmm. and... You know, it's just like a beautiful way to see the world. And whether it's for three years or 10 or whatever it ends up being, you know, like you're not going to look back and wish that you'd stayed in Maui the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. This is life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Hell what yeah. life is supposed to be. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Let me say one more thing yeah. too about uh, like traveling want? advices. Like for anybody that's listening, that's like, oh man, I'm, uh, you know, I don't have somebody to do that trip with, but that sounds awesome. You know, I'd like, like to be able to do this if only I had somebody else. I'm a true believer that, like, traveling, especially abroad, um, solo, is about the best thing that you could possibly do for anyone. Because doing so, like, any difficulties you may cross, if you get yourself out of them, like, on your own, it feels that much more rewarding. But also, like, at least for me when I did it, and and I know that the same goes for a lot of people but like at some point you're gonna get lonely by yourself and like it'll it'll make you reach out to somebody that like whoever's there and it might be somebody that you really really like normally for whatever reason might not strike up a conversation with for whatever reason and you'll end up meeting some of the coolest people in your life doing that and that's like so so anybody that wants to travel but is waiting for somebody to do it with just go by yourself just (laughs) Just do it I swear that made me think of this relationship advice I heard before I met Frankie it was like become the person that you well okay so basically like write down all the things that you want in a significant other Mm -hmm. so like somebody who loves to travel somebody who loves to explore new places somebody who loves to like try new foods or like whatever and then become that person yourself because the person that. that you want to attract isn't going to be attracted to you if you don't have, like, some of those, you know, if you're not working on yourself and making yourself, like, these things. Mm -hmm. So if you've never left your hometown, but you want to be with somebody who's adventurous and loves to travel, then go out and (laughs) travel, (laughs) you know? And then you might run into that perfect person Mm -hmm. somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. Or when you get back to Idaho or wherever, you'll find, you'll, you know, attract the right person because Mm -hmm. you've become the right person for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Okay. We're going to end on that note. Thank you guys so much. We're going to have all your links down below. Yeah, of course. We love you guys. You guys are amazing. And we look forward to, you know, seeing you down the road. Hopefully, you know, you can make it up the hill. We're going to be babysitting Paco soon. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they became aunt and uncle for Paco. If Paco goes missing, it's these guys. Yeah, yeah. So track them down and let us know where they are if we lost Paco. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.